0: I got, and for the sake of those listening to the recording, I actually have the correct microphone. Last time I wore my microphone. I at mic number three, you know. There's the senior pastor, associate assistant, I have mic number three. So I wore my mic that I'm supposed to wear, and it's not hooked up to the uh, system here. And so the people that were looking forward to listening to uh, the last time I was here didn't get you. So I'm wearing number one this time. <laughs> So it's all there. Okay, our hymn is Hymn 534. If you want to turn to that, we have Psalm 118. Oh, sorry, Psalm 18. I'm sorry, was Psalm 18. First six verses of Psalm 18. And uh, Yeah, we're not going to do all of it. We receive absolution, that is, forgiveness from the pastor as from God himself, not doubting, but firmly believing that by it our sins are forgiven before God in heaven. What is the office of the keys? The office of the keys is that special authority which Christ has given to his church on earth to forgive the sins of repentant sinners, but to withhold forgiveness from the unrepentant as long as they do not repent. Where is this written? This is what St. John the Evangelist writes. The Lord Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If, you if anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. What do you believe according to these words? I believe that when the called ministers of Christ deal with us His divine command, in particular when they exclude openly unrepentant sinners from the Christian congregation and absolve those who repent of their sins and want to do better, This is just as valid and certain, even in heaven, as if Christ, our dear Lord, dealt with us himself. Let us pray. O Lord Jesus, you gave the gift of the Holy Spirit to your disciples and promised that if they forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. And if they do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Grant us to believe your promise so that we receive the ministry of our pastors in repentant faith and with the confidence that they are speaking on your behalf and for the sake of our soul's salvation. In your holy name we pray, amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we commend those who are baptized, especially those celebrating baptismal birthdays, Bill, McKenna, Lacey, Laura, and Abigail, we rejoice with Lance and Anne as they celebrate another wedding anniversary that you would sustain and keep them. We commend to your care and safekeeping all who serve in the military, especially Jessica, John, Yvonne, Robert, Mark, Morgan, and David. We ask your mercy Upon those who are sick and recovering, especially Cindy, Mark, Mark, Mike, Peyton, Jamelin, Kathy, Heather, and Josiah. And we pray that you would comfort the families who mourn the, the death of loved ones, especially those who have mourned the death of John Waldron. O Lord, graciously hear the prayers of your people, that we who justly suffer the consequence of our sin may be mercifully delivered by your goodness to the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hymn 534. Oh, not an F we need. What is that? of? Uh? D, okay. A D. Well, Verla's going to give us a D to start
1: this on. Mm. Mm. Lord enthroned in heavenly splendor, first be caught from the dead. You alone are strong defender. Lifting up your people's head. Alleluia, alleluia, Hallelujah, Jesus, true and living bread. Jesus, true and living bread. Though the lowliest form now veil you, as of old in Bethlehem. Here as there your angels hail you, branch and flower of Jesse's stem. Alleluia, 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 we in worship join with them. We in worship join with them. have your offering finished Once for all when you were slain In its fullness undiminished Shall forevermore remain Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Cleansing souls from every stain. Cleansing souls from every stain. Life imparting heavenly manna, stricken rock with streaming side. Heaven and earth with loud hosanna Worship you, the Lamb who died Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia Risen, ascended, glorified Risen, ascended, glorified If
0: you want to turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 21. I know some of you don't, I have a day job, I'm a worker priest, and so um, I'm taking time off my day job to be here, and I rejoice in that, and uh, some, I, you'll hear me sometimes complain about my long hours at my day job. But also, after being there for 15 years, I have 27 days of vacation time to use up. I'm like, so I'm able to use that time up and still have plenty of other time to, to do other things. So I'm, I'm rejoicing that I have that job to be able to do this. And my uh, supervisor is very willing to let me. She's, oh, sure, want to go? I now send a picture of the kids from chapel. I said that last, you know, this is who I'm with, I'm not with you folks. And she even let me come today, even though I'm missing out on my... 15th anniversary lunch at work, oh, oh, no. <laughs> so that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> It's Maggiano's,
1: that's what they're Oh, on. you think this is your party? Yes, oh, me. It was a party. It was my oh, party. It
2: was your party. Oh, <laughs> 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 he's too humble for his own bed. Yeah, <laughs> but
0: the thing is, I probably would've eaten too much and been very un- discomforted by go. that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, I do. Um so that's sometimes some people don't realize that, and they'll say, no, I wonder why I'm not around as much, and all that stuff. Um, and that's the reason why. Um in Matthew chapter 21, you covered um last time I was here, uh we uh did a little bit of uh, going through um chapter 19, and now with Pastor Bender, you had chapter 20 into the 21, the triumphal entry of Christ, and uh at the end of verse 11, the multitude is saying, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. So we're still on that triumphal entry time, that uh, first day of the week, which we call Sunday. Uh, Jesus now uh, is going on. So verse 12. Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. Now just stop there for a moment. Why did Jesus go to the temple? What's the why? He's had this triumphal entry, lauded by the masses, and he goes to the temple. Why the temple? What, Polly? It's his father's house. It's the place of sacrifice. It's the place of prayer. It's the place where God's presence uh, would be located. And so he would go to his father's house. And I think that's the temple. That's very important because we get distracted by, well, he went there to drive out the money changers. No, he didn't go there to drive out the money changers. He went to the temple and he found the money changers and those buying and selling uh, at this time. So, so this is what he found there. And um, what's his... Res- Response to seeing all this uh, going on. What's he? Righteous anger, that's good. And what does he do? <laughs> Flip some over, I'm not going to do that to you. Pastor Bender might, I don't know. He's been known to do some uh, things there. But he turned over the tables of the money changers. Now the interesting thing you have to remember is there was prescriptions in... Uh, Leviticus, and the, that they could, you know, you, you had this animal you couldn't transport, it, so you'd exchange it for money, and you'd bring that with you, then you could buy. What, but what they'd done is they'd taken this uh, uh, ability to, to uh, for the people to travel distance and made it into a, just basically a money laundering system. I remember at the seminary they were this, you know, many years ago now, they taught basically it was a the same animal who he bought for. Uh, Sacrifice would be bought and sold over and over. They were just, it, was a money, it was a laundering money scheme. Uh, and so, um, but what was the purpose of these sacrifices? And it's repeated over and over in Leviticus. To uh, make atonement. To right. make atonement. To make satisfaction for sin. And so this, uh, so he saw that this thing that this, Uh, prescription of God to make peace and make atonement had been, the mercy of God had been forgotten, and what had been exchanged, they'd made a market of it and had turned uh, this into just uh, something to do, the marketplace. Um, And the thing is, they had all these money changers going back and selling and buying, uh, and then the word there, it's Agora is one of them, you know, that a marketplace. I mean, this is, that's basically what they were doing. It's a marketplace. But what was the only price which should be paid? In the, what's the only price that mattered?
2: His life.
0: His life. And so to turn over, you know, the, that they changed it to a den of thieves um, and, and taken away the, the prayer, but they also forgotten the purpose is that there should be a sacrifice, the one sacrifice. And by turning that over, those tables, I'm the sacrifice. Because later that week, he would be the one the priests would offer. The priests offered the sacrifices. And the priests were the ones that offered Jesus up to Pilate to kill him. Even the people spoke. You have a question?
2: Could we think of this as a... (laughs) Can we understand this as... Oh, shoot. Lost my thought. No, Um, it's kind of like a um, a symbolic uh, removal of the previous, uh, you know. I mean, mean,
0: everything Jesus did had a purpose. I mean, you can't you can't just say, "Well, he just did it because it felt like doing it." Not the main purpose, but it. It was to point to something that what they were doing was destroying the temple and sacrifice and its place of prayer into this marketplace, and at the same time also pointing to himself as. You don't need all these sacrifices right. all this buying and selling they're going to go away in the reality because he's here to be that one sacrifice and there would be a price paid for him mm-hmm. what's the that, price that. 30, 30 30 pieces, pieces of silver. silver so there was a price paid for this yeah. sacrifice okay. and all so we don't want to forget that in that so he drove them out because they had what has been what had been the place of sacrifice and prayer had become a marketplace for getting the grace of God and the mercy of God, which was supposed to be bestowed upon the on the people. Um, when I read through Leviticus this year, it was probably one of the hard, it's hard, I, I balanced out reading through Jeremiah, which is actually good, you know, kind of going back and forth, uh, just to kind of, because the intensity of Leviticus on doing all, but you see the repa- rep- The sacrifice without blemish, you see making atonement being repeated over and over. This was what was supposed to happen, making atonement for the people. And that's not what they had done. And um, so he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And one of the things you have to, when there's quotes in the Bible from the Old Testament you have to remember, it's oftentimes it's just a part of the quote. You've got to remember there's more to it. Like, Eli, uh, Eli, lama sabachthani. Well, Jesus didn't just say that. He recited the whole psalm, you know, and in and, and there. And, and so here, um, my house shall be a house of prayer. There's also the phrase, just after that, for all nations. They had become so, it turned in on that this is just for the Jews. Salvation is for the Jews. And Jesus says, no, this is a house of prayer for all nations. And so that part, we want to remember that. And uh, you have made it a den of thieves. And um, what, did they, what had they stolen? They'd stolen the gospel. They compromised it, and turned that God's gospel grace. into a works. they'd stolen the God's grace. And so um, this... Uh, a quote is from Isaiah 56 7 and Jeremiah 7:11. If you have a Bible, some of yours have cross references in them. Uh, those are noted in there. They're very. Uh, and so uh, the condemnation here is that, you know, he came for prayer and sacrifice, uh, and his sacrifice is for all nations, and yet they had turned it inward on themselves. They'd become. Uh, um, uh, Outside, the, outside of Judaism, there was no salvation. And he said, no, that's not the way it is. You've robbed them of the gospel. Uh, and it's interesting, uh, you've made it a den of thieves, and then who is he cru- crucified with? Thieves. You know, the, I, there's, there's irony in the scripture, you've got to remember, and, and humor that underlies there. and So we have some irony here that he identifies them as having a den of thieves, and yet they put him on the cross with thieves, so that he's numbered with the thieves there.
2: Why didn't Matthew lay
0: out the entire psalm quote? Um, out space? Because most people who heard would know the whole psalm. They just, okay, yeah, you say, okay, then they, okay, let's we'll pause and listen. they would know the whole psalm. I mentioned this last night and did okay. Hey, there's a uh, a pastor I know that this was 30 years ago even yet. Years, he he had memorized all the Psalms, King James of course. <laughs> but he had memorized them, and so uh, you could say something. He would know the whole Psalm. And there are some other people that have memorized Psalms I know over and that the same thing that. Uh, that you just say a, a, and you even have. There's sometimes that somebody will say, it and you'll remind you of the whole other passages that are connected with it, and so there's that. But also the key point you'll know, hear that. We
2: do that in the bulletin and congregation of prayer, where instead of putting the whole creed, we say, "I believe in God the Father, dot, dot, dot." Something
0: yeah, like yeah, and then um, I know, yeah, in the handout, no. yeah, y'all, everybody knows that. And if you don't, there are other places you can look it up in your hymnal and things like that. So, but yeah, there, I think it's just, it's just saving space. But I think part of that then uh, over the idea that that's all he said, that's not. And then there's other things that he was on the cross for three hours, six hours, six hours. And he wasn't quiet the whole time. He was praying to his father. And so some of these other passages that you see uh, quotes from are just, they're quotes from those things that he was praying as he was commending himself to his father. Um, and it's, I think it's also a reminder for us that when we are in our hour of uh, need, when uh, you're by the uh, bedside of a loved one, read the scriptures, read the psalms, sing the hymns with them uh, if you have that opportunity that they may be comforted. Because uh, the Lord was tempted by the devil in the wilderness. But if, how many of you saw the passion of the Christ? Do you see remember that image where the, the Satan is just kind of walking along him the whole he just didn't tempt him at in the wilderness on those forty days. Get behind me, Satan he says to Peter, because he was always there, and so even at his he prayed the psalms and for his comfort as he bore the burden of the wrath of his father for the sins of all mankind so that, this is a um, it's kind of a similar uh the Magnificat, you know Mary you know uh, John Liz oh my the baby leaped up to my womb when I heard the voice of your greeting, and we watched the Passion movie, and basically, yeah, it's like, oh, Mary walks up to hi, Elizabeth, oh! you know and, and, and then she says, the Magnificat, okay, um no, Luke's writing, and then he says. At the greeting, and then, you know, leaped at, leapt at the greeting, and then a little, uh, then, she, then she said. Because if you would have said, Mary said this, blah, 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 and then, oh, John leapt in the womb, it kind of loses its oomph right there. And so basically, it's like, here, you do this, and then this is what she said. And I just read in Samuel, and it, you, Hannah said the, basically the same prayer. I mean, so what Mary did not make something up. She knew her Psalms and Old Testament just as well. It was their life, the training of it. And so, what Mary said was just quoting Hannah and the other Psalms in large. So, but the whole summation and how. um, And I've even found that in writing some. You know, why do you have footnotes in in your? You wrote some papers, I'm sure. You had footnotes. You probably love footnotes. You're one of those people that you have 20 footnotes for every page. You you put the footnote because it's maybe relevant, but you want to keep the line of argument moving through. And that's kind of the same thing with quoting those passages. Okay, you all know that, but we're going to want you to get the whole flow of the story. There's stories, remember. There's literature in in the scriptures. They're well-written documents, um, and we don't want to diminish that in any way. Okay. Okay, question here. Oh, is the thing that I'm I get the is, timeline confused if, if I don't have. look at
2: that quote from Isaiah and from Jeremiah in context, it sounds like something that would really hack off the Pharisees mm-hmm. because it's all about Gentiles being allowed in the temple. Yeah. And And the one in Jeremiah is about... You guys are just saying the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the mm. Lord, and you don't care what's going on, and you do all this lying. Mm. You're not receiving my mercy, and that need you're going to be cut off unless you right. repent mm-hmm. this.
0: Like, so Which so, explains so. our other further responses. Yeah. Now, the thing is, it's very likely, I, was the price finally set? Was the payment made? I can't, was, and they'd just come, they'd been out, they hadn't been to Jerusalem, they're just coming to Jerusalem. So the timeline, you know, there, but um, it also is very predictive, you know, you're, you're selling and buying and selling here, you I mean, there's a, because they become indignant, it says later, and I think that that picks up on that theme here. But yeah, I don't, I, I, don't, I think the, the actual pricing was during this Holy Week um, event. I, I i The timeline just kind of uh, gets fuzzy I have a nice harmony, but i don 't like harmonies because they distract from the writer 's attention there. so then uh, uh so he does this, and what happens in verse fourteen? Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them and If you remember just uh chapter earlier two chapters earlier um, the great multitudes followed him and he healed them there. So he's been healing. Um, this crowd, as he's coming from Galilee down the Jordan Valley, um, River Valley, he's, he's been teaching and preaching and healing and the people are aware of that. And they come, I mean, he comes from Jericho and there's blind Bartimaeus, all these, he's been healing all the way through. And um, uh, I'll comment later, but just remember, This, the priests and the Pharisees had spies. They had people going out watching John the Baptizer out there doing his work. They had people following Jesus and listening to him. That's, they, they knew everything he was saying. Don't, don't be oh, a They knew. They're asking him, trying to catch him uh, in some deception. So they were with him. And so now the blind and the lame uh, come and. Uh, and remember what uh, Jesus said to John's disciples: blind, the blind, the blind see, and lame walk. walk. Yeah. And uh, this is the Messiah has come, and the people are coming, uh, even out to the temple. So you have, okay, so you, ha- you have this m- massive parade of people moving through Jerusalem from its outskirts into. Uh, the town, now they're moving to the temple. Jesus wasn't alone. These people would follow him, I mean, and all. And so the blind came. And then now we have the reaction uh, here. But when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, (laughs) when they saw the good things he was doing, and the children crying out in the temple, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. So, okay, we had... as I mentioned, this whole crowd's moving through. Hosanna to the Son of David. That was entering throughout. They're saying Hosanna. And in the temple, they said, Lord, save now. So they're hearing this. And what's the reaction? They were indignant. And um, I would say that is a word of unbelief when they had this context. They were unbelievers. They were rejected. He was healing the blind. The lame were walking and they were in, how dare God heal people? I mean, that's not their response. And, and, you know, and before this, he went, uh, uh, what happened before? He'd healed, uh, brought to life um, uh, Lazarus from the dead. The chief priests knew this. Their spies came and You've got to. This guy was dead in the grave. (laughs) They open it up and he comes out. They knew all of this. And it made them angry. Now, how can that be? Well, well, how did Pharaoh react to all the the plagues? He didn't. This is the God of gods. I better just sit back and let these people go. It's too much. No, no, I'm not going to allow it. And his heart was hardened as he saw the, one, the power and might of God. And so this is their reaction to their indignant that is uh, you. Um, and it's interesting, um, that same word for indignant, it's not used uh, very often. But when the disciples were arguing who's about greatest in the kingdom you know, and they're, you know, the mama came, Mama, can you talk for us? And uh, when the ten heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers, or they were indignant toward them. So this is a, there's, there's a, there's a, a an anger, uh, a betrayal, you know, that they feel. For, so it's a very um, strong word being used here to, stru- to describe their reaction. The good things are happening, they don't like it. And I think that, and that, and that is very true. I think the powers, the authority, because they were the authority, and we're going to get to that too here. In a few about authority is going to be brought up, and all. But they were indignant toward the good things, toward the proclamation that Hosanna to the Son of David. The Lord saves. They were indignant, and they said to him, "Do you hear what they're saying? And like, stop them! Stop them!" It's going to be a riot, because they were afraid of a riot. We've got to remember that. They were afraid of that. And Jesus said to them, yes. Have you never read, out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained praise, and this is not what's included, that they may silence the enemy and the avenger? Aren't they silenced? These, these chief priests, Pharisees, sad, all them, the leaders, the priests, they were silenced, they could not respond to this because, and that's why they're trying to get Jesus to get those people to shut up, don't say those things. But, um, and then even later, another point he says uh, that even the stones would cry out in, uh, for, you know, that he was the Christ. So um, we have these very strong images here that, Jesus knew what was going on. He knew the path he was walking. He knew that he would be opposed. And uh, reading through the Psalms, um, I was told to read them in three ways: first, as the in the viewpoint of the writer who wrote the Psalm, but also as Jesus who's praying them Psalm. It's God's word. God gave, and, and you look at how. There's the talks about event, the enemies, and those seeking my death, breaking you know, my uh, harm. And in the midst of all that, the psalmist still commends his life to the Lord. And these are Christ's prayers. So he knew these things. Uh, and uh, so he says, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained praise or perfected praise. Why? That they may silence you. That you may be shut up. That's what he's telling them. He didn't, he didn't say that last part because they knew it. <laughs> I mean, maybe he did. I don't know. But the thing is, those, as he's saying this, they know what he's saying because they know their psalms too. And who are proactive. Oh, yeah. The silence. Those who oppose. So they knew it. And they knew that he was striking them uh, with the word of God. This is the thing. He's not striking in anger. He's just simply quoting the word of God and they become angry at the word of God. And then uh, after this encounter, he left them and went out of the city to Bethany and he lodged there. And Bethany is the place of Lazarus' resurrection. So he went back out uh, to Bethany uh, to stay there. So that's the first day of the week. Any questions on that or thoughts, questions? Mm
2: Okay, what were the three distinct ways to read the Psalms or to understand them? As I the viewpoint of the writer, you know, okay. the person That's who wrote what them. That's I got, okay. That they're Jesus. Okay. Oh,
0: mine. Third is mine. They're oh, my view. Okay. Like, they're my prayer. Okay. You know, um, the, uh, been uh, how many of you listen to issues, et cetera? Okay. Um, Professor Boyle was about two or three weeks ago was on talking about the imprecatory Psalms and... Um, the, the title says Psalms of Vengeance. It's Psalms right. of Vengeance, that's what he said. But it's P- Professor Boyle. But he had an article in the Concordia uh, Journal, uh, not this last one, one of the recent ones, it's out about these, the, that praying against my enemies, you know, that, you know, those who harm me. But even though you're doing that, you're still, you're commending it to the Lord. You know, Lord, these people are, and what's the harm they're causing? It's, they're causing me, to destroy my faith, my uh, my, right, my take me, make my righteousness not in Christ, and so the Psalms become then my prayers as well. That I have enemies. You know, this world we're living in is seeking to dis, uh, to destroy our faith. Don't. Um, uh, I had a coworker. Uh, she had. To, she was asked to take diversity class. So far, they haven't asked me yet. Uh, I have, I do have my, I said I'm not, I'm going to say, are you talking about religious instruction? Because this is what this diversity stuff is all about. It's, it's, it's a religion. And I'm, I'm uh, and I'm, I, uh, I had a re, I wrote a review, I, I was able to be anonymous. I do know to keep my mouth shut in some places. But it's their religion. It's their religion in that workplace. You got it in the workplace where, so um, many of you retire, but you may have siblings or children that are still in the workplace. They're dealing with the world and that world is undermining their faith or seeking to destroy it to make them compromise what they believe in what uh, Christ has done. And under the guise of love, love, love. So you, could know. you say those
2: three things again? First, is, what, of the, writer, of the writer?
0: writer, Christ praying them, and then okay. me, pray, and third, me praying them, or you praying, you know, when that as you look, do you see, you know, my enemies? and. The enemy you might be dealing with is your own flesh. You may be dealing with family members who, who, who disagree with what you believe, and uh, think you know that uh, this idea that Jesus is the only way of salvation. How can you? That's so hard, cruel. You know all these things. Nice people in the world. So there's the enemies that we. Fa- and each of us has our own enemies too, and how they attack our soul. Um, and uh, so, uh, but those are the three. That's how I was told. So you're, as you're reading it, um, and uh, it, it does bring that to life. You see where Christ is praying. This where I'm, you know, how I'm dealing with my own struggles, uh, and um, and sometimes you'll see that certain psalms at certain tone points in your life mean more than others. As you, oh, I'm dealing with this, and now this psalm comes along. Oh, and now I this it hits me differently. Any other questions on that? Okay. Regarding
2: train the psalm hmm. that really helps sometimes when you get to the
0: ones where it says, "I'm pure, I'm blameless, I yeah pure, I'm... Holy yeah." Jesus. So then it says, "It's a psalm of right. David," this is, this is Jesus. and you go, "No, no, David, you're not really." But he was, but the righteousness he was claiming or was the righteousness of Christ. And and that's what we have to you know even the, his right even when the psalm writer says I'm righteous, it's because of Christ's absolution, and um, yeah. But it does get there. You're like, yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> and and but also you know, I'm righteous before God because of Christ's work, on the cross. And it's because of that I'm suffering. It's because of His righteousness. The world hates Him. And because I'm tied to him, the world hates me and hates you. And this is going to get more. I think I mentioned last time I was here about the what's it, Amazon Smile. Yeah, Yeah, that religious organization. They're going to get rid of it because all these religious organizations are using it. These hateful religious organizations. Um, I. This is my my opinion. Uh, I believe that there are certain elements in our society, our country, that are going to claim that true Christianity is not a religion. That's how, because they had to claim it's not a religion because it's hateful, it's not inclusive. And by doing that, if they can say it's not a religion, then, then they can, they say then you're not protected by the Freedom of Religion Clause. That's how they're going to uh, and if they, and all it takes is getting some judges on the Supreme Court to agree with that, and it's gonna, but it's gonna come because that's the way the world works. You just, um, uh, and all, so the world hates us because we are in Christ, and they hate it was Christ.
2: Unrecognized once before mm. in yeah, the world yeah, too. Mm. So, and the thing, it's uh, not gonna be something new. <laughs> and the
0: thing, okay, why does, why do they hate Christ? What did Christ come to, Lord, save, save from what? That's the. World's ultimate sin to say that there is no sin. Sin. That there is sin. If you say, yeah. if I go, oh, I forgive you. What? I didn't. There's no, you know, there's the yeah. idea of sin is just totally lost on the world. Yeah. I'm good. Don't be guilty. You know, I mean, <laughs> you look at this young man who killed the cop and the mom, oh, he's a wonderful boy. Well, he may be wonderful to you, but his actions reveal otherwise. Don't go telling everybody, you know, all this and, uh, you know that you know, grieve, grieve that you know my my good boy has has fallen into you know bad life and things of that nature. You um, <clears throat> know, excuse me. Okay, so um, moving on to the withered uh, fig tree. Next day, on now in the morning. This is day two. As he returned to the city, he was hungry, and just as he was hungry in the wilderness after forty days, so now he is hungry, and He sees a fig tree by the road. He came to it and found nothing on it but leaves and said to it, let no fruit grow on you ever again. Immediately the fig tree withered away. Now, um, as I was told, this wasn't really the season for figs, but there's a point behind that. It'd be like, okay, I walk up to my apple tree. I say, there's no apple. (laughs) It's middle of February, you know, (laughs) it's not gonna be apples on that tree, but it brings up a point should there be apples on my apple tree yes there should be why aren't there why weren't there figs corruption. the corruption, corruption of sin sin, sin corrupted yes. the world now that we have uh, because in the scripture Ezekiel mentions this in the Reve- John in the revelation the tree are going to bear fruit every month they right. just wrote, you know continually grow this was what creation was all about because it was going to sustain a population and because of sin, now we have the fruit grows and it dies. And the tree hibernates or goes, you know, dormant. And then it comes back to life in, in the spring. And then it produces its fruit. fruit. And so we have this, the idea, because the fig tree didn't have figs, was evidence of sin in the world. That corruption, which was destroying all life, not only the tree, but also our that sin, which corrupts us as well. And so he says, no fruit grow on you ever again. What is he doing by doing that? What is... What? Cursing it. it. Um, He's withdrawing what? Grace, his his word. How does all creation come about? By By word. word. How does creation sustain... By God's word. By withdrawing his word from that tree, dies. So if he withdraws his word from us, we would die. Deacon, you had a question. I saw your mask. I thought you had a question. Okay. Maybe you're just uh, thinking about fruit trees and little apples and oranges and things like that. You're probably, your, your orange trees out of count. Okay. So, um, but the. The, and immediately, whether this is the judgment, and also um, there are several, uh, the prophets use the fig tree as an image of, of Israel and the fig tree dies. And it's a sign of judgment. That, that uh, the fig tree dry, dies is a sign of judgment. So God's word is with, where's Larry. I was expecting him to be here. Now, I I thought he was just hiding behind the screen. I looked over. He's not there. It's quiet over there. Okay. Okay. Tell him I missed him. I actually did. I stood up with a straight face. Um, So, uh, the um, the sign of the judgment, the fig tree withering, is a sign of God's judgment upon not only the fig tree, but the creation that, uh, that, Man has separated himself from God's word. That's what Adam and Eve did. God said, and they said, "Eh, maybe not, did God really say, Satan may be right. And And so they withdrew themselves from God's word and they brought into their own life and their descendants death. And so this is that imagery here, judgment that is brought upon the world by the withdrawing of uh, God's word. um, That... Then going on, and then, and when the disciples saw it, they marveled. I would too. <laughs> I mean, it says immediately. Uh, and you now, uh, you, know, you ever um, see these uh, videos where uh, they have like rapid time you know, time lapse and like <laughs> you know, like especially I, I love them. Like they, they do, them, like somebody has a camera set up, and they at the same place, and they just photograph like the snow falling. The spring, you know, the in the whole season, and and you go, wow, that's really cool. And You see it. This is like that, you know. They saw it. It wasn't a, it wasn't a time lapse. It was instantaneous. Yes, they were marveling at this. How did the fig tree wither away so soon? And when there's God's word is not sustaining it, there's going to be death and um, and destruction and judgment. And so. Yes. And some of us after 35 years, some 80 years still don't get it, right? (laughs) We still take a little knocking over the head sometimes to get these things. Yeah. And um, life, I have a note here, life is sustained by the word of God. And uh, our life in the church in the body of Christ, is sustained by this word of the gospel, the word of forgiveness, life, and salvation. And even those who do not believe in Jesus are sustained by his word. They just don't know it. And I, uh, the fact, this is why it is important for Christians to pray. That we, because, because of our prayers, because of us hearing God's word, the world is sustained. Uh, and, and, we pray for the, the, when there's evil in the world, we pray for it. God hears our prayers. And so we, uh, we are, it's necessary for us to continue in that word and to pray uh, to Him. Then going on, and Jesus answered and said to them Assuredly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed. And be cast into the sea. It will be done. And um, so I, you know, I, I try. To, you know, I, I try to use a mound of dirt in my yard. I said, "Move!" And it won't. I had to get the <laughs> shovel out. Uh, to, to, you know, let alone to try to get you know uh, the Grand Tetons or something. And we try. We get all encompassed by you know oh, the, the mountains. But what is there was a mountain that was. In the perspective right now of Jesus. Where was he? In Jerusalem, Mount Zion, the temple. You know, that this temple is going to be removed. It's going to be destroyed. Because they knew that. See, that's the thing is, he, he's telling people the temple is going to be destroyed. In three days, he'll rise up again. And they knew, they knew what he was talking about. So this mountain uh, will be removed. It will be destroyed. And this mountain, because of sin, it will be destroyed, it will be removed, and cast into the sea. And what's the only way for this sin to be removed from us is through, but through we, us being cast into the sea? What sea were you baptized? Oh, into it. You, were ba- <laughs> you were baptized, and it's interesting. Um, cast into the sea. Um, if I remember correctly, I, I didn't get a chance to look this up, but the big basin in the temple was called a sea. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just thinking, you know that you know it'll be it'll be washed and it'll be cleansed and new life. It will be done, and so he's, the the description here is about our life in Christ. Uh, that we are in Christ, we receive his word, we are brought forth from death into life, and this is the gift we have that uh, we will, it, it will be done. Death will be conquered, sin will be destroyed, and what do you have because you are baptized? What do you have because you've been cast into the sea of baptism? What do you have, Sharon? What do you have? You were, when you were baptized, what did you receive?
2: God's promise.
0: Of what? Of eternal life. eternal life, because he forgave all your sins. That's the promise he received. And this is the promise you have. And when he talks about the withered fig tree, it dies because it's separated from the word. But you will live because you are joined to the word and you will have life in him. And then he goes on here, whatever things you ask in prayer believing, you will receive, and this is interesting. I'm thankful because last night we had to, I had to did IK on prayer, and so is a oh man. I want uh, to addition on to my house. You know, I want my car to run better. I want whatever you know it might be. That's not what he's whatever whatever thing you ask in prayer, believing. What does faith ask for? Spirit. Spirit. And that's what, uh, he said, whatever you ask for, you will receive, you receive the Spirit. And what does the Spirit give? Jesus. It gives just Jesus, life. life, salvation. Every good gift of God comes through the Spirit. Um, and uh, why do we take, partake of the Lord's Supper? Because it's the means of the Spirit... To bring us life, forgiveness of sins, life and salvation, and so whatever we ask, everything is asked for is the strengthening of our faith in the midst of this trial. And um, and I think probably I, I'm finding it for myself. I'm sure you know those who are just a few years older than me, John, are finding the same thing that uh, the struggles of life get a little bit more as we as each year passes. The struggles. And the thing is, physically, but I think also heart in the heart, um, I, I this is something I, you know, people, we pray for children. And we give our children, and their joy, and then they grow up, and what do we start doing? What, 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 what? Worrying. Worrying. And okay, so that's, and then we, they have children, and we st- worry more. <laughs> and... Okay, but you buy a home. And all of a sudden you have to take care of it. And you worry about, you know, is it, you know, is there water pipes going to burst? I should say that. Somebody did have that here. You know, and all these things that may happen, we worry. All these things that we get, we worry about. And um, yet the confidence we have in prayer is that Christ has given us forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. And so, um, whatever you ask for in prayer is talking about the gifts of God. What does he promise you? Because um, having seen this several times over ministry, you know, I've not always been at the bedside of the, of the dying. You know, I mean, when they're dying, you know, you, they say they're dying, you get their past away already. Uh, but um, you see people letting go. I don't know if you've seen this. They just like, that they just, things in the world don't matter anymore. You know, uh, even to the point, you know, like um, bodily care. Like, I, don't, I don't care, you know, I don't care about my hair anymore. You know, a person that it was meticulous in their hair. Uh, I don't care about that anymore. And uh, and I'll be very, I saw this in my mom. My mom, she let her hair grow long. I never see, my mom, I mean, her hair was this length. I, I, oh, and I think the last year or two is like, it was just getting longer and longer. I'm like, okay, but she just, you know, it wasn't important anymore. And um, so, uh, but I, I, you know, but people start letting go of the things that they have, and because uh, as we face the and as we're comforted by the gospel, we realize there's only one thing we need. And there's only one thing we long for. That's Christ, and that's what uh, um, he's saying. Whatever you believing, believing in Christ, that word of forgiveness, life, and salvation. You will receive it. That's the promise. Do you want to be forgiven, John? Absolutely. And he said, you are forgiven in the waters of baptism, in the word of absolution, in that word of forgiveness from your dear wife. They're all there. And for each of us, the same is true, that we receive this gift of forgiveness, life, and salvation. Any questions on uh, this here? We'll, and we'll wind up here. Didn't get to the authority question. That's next week for Pastor Bender. Okay. Okay. Close with the benediction. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen.